Hello and welcome to Cycling Talk with me, Georgia Mahoney. I just want to take this opportunity to thank everybody who has listened to the podcast and supported me on social media. I really appreciate it. Get in touch if you have any suggestions for future episodes of the podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at cycling.talk.podcast on Twitter at cycling underscore talk. My podcast is available via my Buzzsprout website as well as on Spotify, Acast, Podbean and all the usual podcast places. Moving on to today's episode, I'm really excited to welcome a double world champion rider, Ben Tallett, to the podcast. I followed Ben for a few years as a cross rider and now he is making a name for himself on the road with Alpes and Benex. Thank you for joining me today, Ben. Hi, thanks for having me on the show, Georgia. What is one of your first cycling memories? Well, I think one of my first cycling memories is when I first started cycling and riding my bike at the Hernhill Velodrome uh, on the off-road circuits there and just having fun with, fun with my friends on a Saturday morning. I did that, I think, almost every weekend from the age of maybe seven till, yeah, maybe ten. I'd go almost every Saturday morning up there and then I'd race at the London Cyclocross League every Sunday also. So that was quite a usual weekend in a, <laughs> yeah, from my, from my childhood. So it was something I really enjoyed and I look back on those memories. Yeah, no, it was good fun. <laughs> Do you remember the first bike that you were really excited about? Uh, yeah, I do. It was a Cervelo. I must have been maybe 11 or 12 and I was so excited to get it. I mean, for weeks I was just counting down the days until I got the bike and yeah, it was so incredible when I, I remember when I first saw it for the first time because it was my first proper real racing bike and yeah, it was just absolutely amazing when I first got to ride it and remember that evening I went straight onto the rollers and gave it a good try and yeah it was yeah incredible did you pick that bike then no I mean it was just a bike that um my parents brought for me at that time but I remember when I knew I was going to get it it was I was absolutely ecstatic and I couldn't wait to uh start riding it and racing it (laughs) have you always ridden for a club or a team when I was younger I started out at the Hernhill Youth Cycling Club so from that time um, yeah I was riding for just a club team where I first started cycling and yeah that was where I sort of learned the foundations of the sport and yeah it all started from there really. Yeah do you remember your first race? Very briefly to be honest because I was quite young when I started cycling I think I first started racing when I was I think four years old and that was at London at a London Cyclocross League event um, at the old Eastway circuit what isn't there anymore because it got demolished to build the Olympic Stadium and the Olympic Park so it was quite a long time ago now but I caught the bug straight away and yeah I loved it from the first of the time yeah I entered my first race even though I only have a very brief memory of it um yeah I can remember I still really enjoyed it did you do any other sports when you were younger um not really to be honest I mean mainly I've just done cycling all my life really I mean when I was younger I enjoyed 
playing football at the park or mm. going swimming or something like that. But I never really did it very competitively. Um, I think cycling has been the only sport that I've really stuck to a competitive level, only cycling. Did you do a lot of training as a teenager? Um, to be honest, not really so much training. I had a lot of time uh, that I spent enjoying myself with my friends. I mean, we'd go out training or yeah, a little bit of training or riding on a weekend, but not so much, um, structured training to be honest I've only really done structured training in the past three years I would say um but before then I would just ride when I wanted to if I didn't want to ride I wouldn't ride and if I wanted to ride then I would ride so yeah. I'd say it's only really been in the past few years that I've really had more of a structured um training regime mm. how did you manage your education around your training yeah, I mean, of course, when I was younger, it was um, harder, of course, to do that with going to school and late nights coming home from school in the winter. So it is hard sometimes to find that balance of um, schoolwork and training. But I, my parents always made me do my schoolwork first before I did any uh, cycling or any, um, yeah, any time on the bike. So schoolwork always had to be done first, what's always hard when you're younger because Ultimately, all you want to do is ride your bike. Well, that was the case for me anyway. So, yeah, it was always frustrating, but I knew if I wanted to ride my bike, then the schoolwork had to be done. So I always made sure I got it done as quickly as possible. <laughs> do you remember your first regional race? Yeah, I remember doing my first, uh, as I said before, my first London Cyclocross League events. And on the road, I guess the comparison would be every Tuesday night going to Crystal Palace and racing... Um, on the road there every every Tuesday evening we would do that in the summer so I guess they're my first real big memories I can remember of uh, racing from my childhood. Do you remember your first national race? Yeah I do um, it was at Abergavenny as an under 14. Um, it was incredibly muddy and I was so nervous before it because it was my first ever time of racing the national trophy series in the cyclocross and the, it felt so massive because I'd waited for so long to race at that level and suddenly mm. I found myself on the start line and I was so nervous I I was I don't think I've ever been as nervous for a race as uh, as that morning but I think yeah I mean it it was such a crazy experience of racing at that level for the first time I was just so excited and yeah, I couldn't wait for the next race after that. I think I came fourth at that race, I think. I had a good battle with a good friend, Charlie Craig. So there's really fond memories of that that I'll keep forever. Yeah. Do you remember your first national win? Um, I do. I think it was the year after that as a second year under 14. I think that was my first national win in cyclocross. And it felt amazing when I put my hands up and I put on my first um, leader's jersey of the National Trophy Series for the first time. What did you like about the course? Of that race? Yeah. I think I really enjoyed, um, well, going from an under 12 to an under 14, it's always a really big step because suddenly you go from doing um, like the youth courses to doing the full adult course. So it's 
it's a real big change for that age category because suddenly you have hurdles in the course. You have a much longer lap, as I said before. Um, so it's a lot of change. So I think I really enjoyed doing the more challenging courses and really um, pushing yourself that little bit more as you uh, grow older. Mm. I was going to do the national trophies this year because it would have been my first year under 14 and I was really looking forward to trying it. But it must, it must have been such a big step up from doing those regional races. Yeah, I mean, I think there is, of course, a big step because it has the national um, in the title of it. But ultimately, a race is just a race. And as long as you enjoy it, for me, that's, that's enough. But of course, um, the competitive side of all races wants to do as good as possible. And of course, that brings a little bit of, of nerves. But yeah, I think it's um, something, of course, that you must be really looking forward to. And I'm sure you'll get that opportunity at some point in the future. Who has supported you? I think there's too many people to name who have supported me throughout my uh, career so far. I mean, I can't thank them enough for all of the hard work that so many people have put into my um, my cycling. But, you know, the biggest people that stand out are, of course, my parents. Without them, I wouldn't have even been able to start cycling. So they have to be the biggest influences on my young cycling career so far because, yeah, without them, I wouldn't be anywhere. So they've given up so much of their time and money to support me in my cycling. So, yeah, I wouldn't been able to even start cycling without them so definitely have to be them. Do either of your parents ride? I started cycling through my dad who raced at an amateur level at quite a competitive amateur level on the road and in cyclocross so that's how I started cycling um, I just went along to a race that my dad was at and it all started from there really I caught the bug straight away and just yeah loved it. And obviously your brother competes as well. Did that help you with ride, being able to ride with him and train with him? Yeah, I mean, even to this day, my brother's maybe my biggest inspiration. So it's really cool having him as a big brother um, to push me along and support me. And I think we both push each other on what's really nice. When did you first race internationally? I first raced internationally as an under 14. My dad took me and my brother over to race the Flanders Cyclocross Championships. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, we were both so excited to race on the continent because, of course, it was our first ever time racing um, in Belgium where it's the motherland of cyclocross. So we were super excited to um, yeah go over and race there. And we both won what was a big shock because we expected um yeah to not do as well as that but yeah we both won so it was a really really good day that's really cool i've always wanted to race in somewhere like belgium because the atmosphere is so different from here in the uk isn't it yeah i mean cycling across is growing so fast in the uk even in my short career i've seen the sport change so much in the uk but of course, going to Belgium, it's another level where sometimes you have over 10,000 people um, watching the race and spectating. It's broadcast live on TV every weekend. So, of course, it's a lot bigger of a sport over there, but it's really fantastic to see the sport taking off so much over here in uh, the UK. 
Yeah, definitely. Did you enjoy the course at Flanders? Yeah, I really didn't know what to expect from it because you hear about, you know, the sand that some of these uh, Belgium courses have and, you know, these stairs and the hurdles. So I was super excited for the first time to um, go over there and actually race it for the first time. So I think that was a real, real opportunity for me. And uh, yeah, really exciting to do that for the first time. Yeah. And what was it like with such big fields of riders? Yeah, of course, that's a big change because it's such a massive sport in cyclocross that so many um, young people are, are doing it at that level. So, of course, at some of the races over there in cyclocross, they have 70 or 80 people starting. What's really, um, really quite something to see so many young kids getting into the sport and enjoying it, more importantly. So I think that's a big change that there is just so many more people doing it at a wide range of abilities over there that it's such a it's such a big sport in Belgium. Yeah, I think it's great to see that it's developing as a sport and it's becoming more well known. Yeah, definitely. Were you part of the GB Academy? I first started out with the mountain bike program. Um but I only did that for a year because I wanted to turn my attentions more to the cyclocross and road. I really wanted to, um, yeah, start focusing more on the cyclocross and road aspects of cycling. So I was only on um, the program for a year before I started to um, not take that, that road and yeah, focus more on um, the road cycling and cyclocross because that was what I uh, preferred more at that age. I, I loved the mountain biking, so it was a really hard decision to stop doing it. But ultimately, I wanted to um, do the cyclocross and road more, so I had to uh, make that choice. So did you compete in a lot of mountain biking when you were younger? Yeah, when I was younger, I did quite a lot, actually. I would always be riding my mountain bike or racing on my mountain bike. It's something I really enjoyed, and I have a lot of good memories of uh, growing up mountain biking. I really enjoyed uh, doing the National Mountain Bike Series um, that would be on during the summer. I think it was really good development for me and for all young riders because it gives you such a wide range of abilities um, with the technical side of it. Of course, the, yeah, the power side of it. I think it's a real, real good way of getting into cycling at a young age. Mm. Do you remember your first race for Great Britain? Yes, I do. It was at the Coxider World Cup in 2017, I think, as a first-year junior. I was, again, really nervous for it because, of course, it was my first ever time racing for GB and my first ever World Cup, so I knew it was going to be a big step. I started the race um, really good. And I actually found myself leading it until two laps to go, where I completely then just completely blew up with two laps to go. And um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't finish in first. So uh, yeah, it was quite a shock because yeah, I was, I've, I was feeling really good one moment and then just completely blew up and fatigued um, the next minute. So yeah, it was quite a shock to the system. But yeah, it was a real good... Um, real good lesson for me and I learned a lot from that race. It must have been an amazing experience. 
yeah of course right in the course like Coxider it's so unique with the sand and the dunes that it was just amazing just to race there and to see it. Mm. I know you've had some great results as a junior in cyclocross. You had lots of podiums in 2017 including your win at Koppenberg Cross. Can you tell me about that? Yeah I remember that race really well actually because we went over on the day to the Koffenberg Cross. I think we left at four o'clock in the morning from my house and we just went over for the day just to race. And um, I remember riding around the course and I absolutely loved it with all of the climbing and going up the Koffenberg. And um, yeah, I remember feeling really good and I just gave it my best and I won. So it was amazing and it was my, felt like my first real big victory on the continent. I felt like I, it felt like my first real big win. So it was uh, really cool. And to lift up the Koppenberg trophy was, mm. the Koppenberg cobblestone was, yeah, quite something. You won the World Junior Cyclocross Championships that season. How did that make you feel? Yeah, I mean, it was such a shock to the system because I knew I was riding really well before it, but to pull it off, would be another thing, especially as it was my first ever world championships. I didn't really know what to expect so much. So I just gave it my all, didn't put any pressure on myself and just, yeah, pedaled as fast as I could. And it, it paid off and yeah, I got my first rainbow jersey. <laughs> so in January 2019, you won the Junior National Cyclocross Championships at Gravesend. And I was there and watched on the Berg and was amazed at how fast you rode up it. How was that experience? I think the Gravesend National Cyclocross Champs was quite something for me because Cyclo Park in Gravesend, where the course was, is, is only 25 minutes away from my home and I'm an ambassador for the park there. So it was really quite something to have what felt like a home, a home race, what doesn't happen so often, especially in cyclocross. So it was really quite something to race in front of a home crowd and really, yeah, I really enjoyed that moment. Mm, yeah, it must have been really cool to have like that national trophy at a really local place that you were riding from when you were very young. Definitely. And uh, seeing the park develop so much, even in the short time it's been around is fantastic. And I think it's really inspiring a lot of people to take up cycling at all levels and abilities. So it's really cool to see a park like Cycler Park giving such a wide range of cyclists the ability to start cycling. Mm. When I was trying to get down from the berg at the end of the race to watch um, the presentation, my brother actually met you and my dad said how nice you were. And so I think my brother found that really cool and so did my dad. <laughs> Uh, it's really cool to hear and yeah, nice to hear some kind words. So yeah, thank you. You then defended the World Junior Championships. That must have been an amazing experience to win for the second time. Yeah, I mean, it was quite amazing to win for the second time, two times in a row. It was a, yeah, quite something to do. It was something I really worked towards that season after having an injury at the beginning of the season what took me out for around eight weeks of the season. So quite a big chunk of 
the uh, the the calendar year really. So it took quite a lot of hard work to get back to my top level in time, but I was really dedicated to yeah wanting to achieve that that goal of doing it for the second time after winning it as a first year. I really wanted to defend that title. So yeah, it was quite something when I put my hands in the air and actually did it and won it. So yeah, it was really cool. So after winning it the first time, did you feel a little bit of pressure to try and win it again? Of course, I felt a little bit of pressure because I was going into the race as the defending champion and you know, there was a lot of eyes on me looking at how I was going to do because going into it from winning it the year before, the only thing I could do to better it would be winning it again. So, of course, there was that aspect a little bit on myself. So, yeah, I just tried to take as much pressure off my shoulders as possible and just gave it my best. I knew I was riding well at that point in the season, so I just gave it my all. I was just going to see what happened. And thankfully, it all paid off and I won the race. Yeah. What do you look for in a cyclocross course? I think there's such a variety in cyclocross courses. It's hard to actually put a finger on which ones I like the most. But I think all courses excite me to some extent because there's such a variety of different cyclocross courses and even the tracks can change even while you're racing. If it starts to rain, the course can change instantly and corners become more difficult. You have to change your tyres. So I think that aspect of the sport I really like and I've always enjoyed. Yeah, you said about the courses being different. How are they sort of different in the different countries? I think in Belgium, most of the courses are incredibly muddy just because they seem to have so much rain over there that they always seem to have some part of the course in some mud. So I think in Belgium, you normally know that, yeah, it's going to be a little bit muddy, especially if you're racing in December or January. Um, there always seems to be mud there. How do the spectators change the atmosphere of the course? I think a lot of the time it's completely crazy. You don't hear what they're actually saying, but you just hear this massive rumble in the background just from everyone partying or drinking beer or whatever they're doing, watching the race. So I think that's really quite crazy that sometimes you can't even hear yourself think because the beer tent is so loud with the techno DJ, you know, pumping his tunes out or whatever. Um, yeah, it's such a different environment to racing. If you've never raced there for the first time, it's quite something to see. So you now ride for Alpha St. Fenix and a lot of people will know you for your road riding. As well as so much success in the cross, in 2018, you were also national junior road champion. Were you doing a lot of road racing that season? Yeah, that season I had done quite a lot of road racing. I really enjoyed the step up from the under 16 categories to the junior category where you race on the open roads for the first time. And it's the first time that you really race over an hour, to be honest. So I really enjoyed doing the longer races and I think that season I really yeah sort of learned road racing for the first time and um yeah to win the national junior title was yeah quite something and 
yeah, I really enjoyed that race and super cool to wear the stripes for a year. Yeah. How did you manage your training to compete in both road and cyclocross? I think at different times of the year, uh, you have to sort of target different things. Of course, in the road part of the season, you have to do more longer rides where in the cyclocross, you need more shorter rides, but more high intensity training. So I think you have to sort of structure your training a little bit around that and what your strengths and weaknesses are at different points of the season. Mm. So you turned pro at 18 and have just completed your first season. How has it been? I think it's been probably the biggest step up of my career so far, going from racing with the juniors to suddenly racing uh, world tour races and racing the best riders in the world. So, of course, that's a massive step up. But I think the team really um, structured that well and really prepared me well for those races that I did. So hats off to them. And yeah, I've really enjoyed this season, even with the tricky season that it's been. So yeah, I think I've learned a lot from this year and I enjoyed myself along the way also. How did it happen? How did you decide to turn pro? Well, before I turned professional, I was riding for the feeder team of Alps and Phoenix in the cyclocross. So there was always a really good relationship with the team. And I knew that I knew um, the members of staff in the team. I knew the management of the team. So I was really happy um, to get that opportunity to turn professional with them. It was a, yeah, as I said before, it was, an, it was an environment that I was already aware of. And I knew that they would uh, make a good plan for me for the future. So it was a real opportunity that I didn't think I could miss at that time. Mm. So you competed in Liège Baston Liège, your first one day classic and the youngest rider to compete since 1909. Did you actually know that you were the youngest rider to compete since 1909? I didn't when I'd finished, but quite a few people have uh, said that now. Yeah, it's quite, <laughs> I was quite amazed when I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> it was a 260 kilometre race. How did you prepare for that? Yeah, of course, racing for 260Ks is quite a difference, even to racing a 200-kilometre race, for example. That's what I noticed the most, I think, that I'd done a number of stage races before racing Liege Bastogne Liege 2 as preparation to prepare for those uh, longer races where, yeah, I was racing for around 200Ks before, but that extra 60Ks on the end is quite a difference and it's um yeah really quite something just that extra 60ks of the race makes makes or breaks the race really and you can really see it in every rider in the race that everyone's suffering because the race is almost seven hours long so it's really really um yeah really challenging for everyone and yeah i was super happy just to be there on the start line and to be there racing with idols that i've looked up to my whole cycling career and through my childhood like Chris Froome for example and even starting the race as a teammate of Mathieu van der Poel who was a big favourite to win the race so that was really quite something and something I'll never forget racing my first monument at 19 years old. How was it when you're now riding with some people who were your sort of heroes when you were growing up? 
I think it's really quite crazy actually and I still have to pinch myself when I'm racing some of the races that I do now where for example in Liege Baston Liege I was riding next to Chris Froome in the race and I really felt like I had to pinch myself I didn't believe it was actually happening someone that I've looked up to my whole childhood and now I'm racing alongside to him shifter to shifter so I was really quite something and yeah something yeah I'll, I'll never forget from that race. Is there anybody that you would really like to talk to in the peloton? Um, there is a number of people that are really nice to talk to in the peloton. For example, I would say all of my teammates have been incredibly helpful for my first year as a professional cyclist. They've all been incredibly supportive of everything I've done. They've been um, really helpful in my development. So I think I have to take my hat off to yeah, the entire team for that. There's lots of people in the peloton that are incredibly nice to talk to. And I think there's a lot of mutual respect between the riders, what's really nice to see. But I can't put a finger on just one rider because there are so many riders that, yeah, are nice to talk to and, yeah, just good people all around. Mm. What are your plans for next year? Next year, hopefully, touch wood, the season will go a bit more planned than it yeah. did this year. So, yeah, there's some big targets going into next year and some goals that I'm really excited about. And I'm working hard now at the moment to put the foundations in place for those goals. So I think that's a big motivation now. We're in November to, yeah, already start getting ready for those races and, yeah, start, start just getting ready really now with the training to uh, prepare as best as possible I can for those races. I'm here in Spain at the moment, my first training camp of the year, uh, to get ready for those goals and, yeah, brings different motivation. Obviously, it must have been weird having your first pro season being a not very normal season. Yeah, I remember being on training camp in Spain with the team in March and... We was on a ride there, we was training and we all got the news that the whole season had basically been scrapped and that there wouldn't be any racing for the foreseeable future. So that was a real shock to the system and I didn't really believe it, I think, to be honest, until I got home from that training camp and, you know, it looked like there would be no racing at all for this entire year. So even to have any races to have any races at all was a massive bonus for me. And yeah, you just had to take the races as they came. And yeah, he was just grateful for what was able to be put on in towards the end of the season. Mm. What's your favorite race you have ever done in the UK? Oh, that's a tricky one. I think there's too many races to actually put a finger on, to be honest. Um, I really enjoyed Cycler Park in Gravesend where I won the National Cyclocross Champs as a junior as a home race. That was really quite special. So I really enjoyed that. And growing up, as I said before, racing in Crystal Palace on a Tuesday evening has always been something I've always really looked forward to. I can remember running home from school uh, to catch the train to uh, yeah, go to the race. And yeah, I was just so excited. It was a real highlight of the week. Uh, to do that and you know lots of 
people that I've always looked up to, like Alec Briggs, for example, race there, and they're always a, it's always a real good night of racing, and I've always really enjoyed it. Mm. What about your favourite race in another country? I really enjoyed Liège Bastogne Liège. That was really quite something. Um, I really enjoyed racing that. I mean, every minute of it, even though it was incredibly painful. Um, and I was very tired at the end. I really enjoyed the race and I loved every moment and minute of it. So I think that would have to be uh, my top race that I've enjoyed the most on the continent. Where is your favourite place to ride for fun? Oh, that's a real tricky question. I really enjoyed riding in the Alps this year. We went there on a training camp before the season started back up and the first ride we did there, I immediately fed in love with the mountains there. So I think it would have to be there in the, uh, the French mountains and in the Alps. I really loved it. Is there a race that you would really like to compete in but you haven't yet? I think to race the Tour de France would be a race I would absolutely love to compete in. I think every um, young inspiring cyclist dream is to one day be on the start line there. So I think it would have to be the tour. Mm. What would your advice be for young riders? I think it's really quite simple, to be honest. I think it's just to enjoy yourself and just have fun. I think when you're having fun, everything else comes naturally. So I think the key is to not put too much pressure on yourself. Just enjoy the process of riding your bike and just having fun with your friends, competing, learning from your mistakes and just becoming an all-round, yeah, better cyclist. And when you're having fun, everything just is easier. So I think that's the best advice. That's good advice. Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Classics rider or a GC rider or maybe like a cyclocross rider? It's always been my dream to be a GC rider. So I'd like to um, see myself in that sort of environment, but I would never want to pigeonhole myself where I could only do one thing. So I keep my options open for the moment, but it's always been my dream to be a GC rider. So I'd like to start making the steps towards making that happen. Who's your favourite current rider? I think there's many riders that, I really am inspired by. Of course, Matthew van der Poel being my teammate is a massive inspiration and I've learned so much just from watching him at races and, and in training, taking his advice and I'm always listening to everything he has to say. So I think he is definitely a big idol of mine. Uh, I think Chris Froome, as I said before, growing up watching him has always been amazing and something that's really inspired me. So I think they would definitely have to be two massive um, role models for me growing up. And a lot of people probably compare you to a young Matthew van der Poel. Yeah, I mean, Matthew is a very different rider to me in some aspects. He's a lot taller than me. <laughs> um, he's a, yeah, he's six years older than me, so he's quite a lot older than me. So I think to be compared to someone like that is, yeah, quite something and you know I'm always taking motivation from watching him training always trying to yeah we always have fun in training you know sprinting against each other trying to race each other up the mountains and stuff so 
I think having him, having him as a teammate really pushes me on and you know his advice on and off the bike is just yeah it's quite something and I'm always listening to everything he has to offer to me. Who's your favourite rider of all time? For me growing up it's always been Alberto Contador he is my biggest hero so yeah I've always I've always uh, been inspired by his cycling and his achievements in in the sport so I think it would definitely have to be yeah Alberto Contador. So you've got five minutes before you head down to the start of a race what's on your playlist to get you motivated? I think there's a real mix of songs normally on the team bus there's always a bit of techno playing and a bit of DJ style music playing drum and bass going just to get the mood good and everyone's hyped up and motivated to go to the start of the races so I think that's always really important before the start. Everyone's in a good spirit and ready to go racing. Normally that consists of a little bit of Dutch techno or <laughs> anything, Calvin Harris, Tiesto, anything like that, Major Laser maybe. So yeah, that's always important before the start. Yeah. Thank you for joining me today, Ben. No problem. Thank you for having me on the show, Georgia. After I finished the interview with Ben, me and my mum chatted to him about a summer cyclocross race that I did at Herne Hill Velodrome a few years ago. Really early on, you mentioned about um, Herne Hill. Is your, that was the first question, I think, you mentioned Herne Hill, didn't you? We did a summer cyclocross race there. And oh, it's wow. so different, isn't it? Like, it's the outdoor oh. velodrome, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's correct, yeah. Mm. With the hill they called Big Bob. Yeah, I think it used to be called Death Hill. It's the really steep one. Yeah. I think I was in under eights or under tens then. And my dad was asking some of the under 14s whether my category was meant to ride up. <laughs> and they just said, no, no, no. The little ones don't ride up Big Bob. <laughs> I remember it took me years to finally ride up that, yeah, Big Bob, as you call it, um, for the first time. It was something I really wanted to ride up I remember trying for years and years to do it and then finally one day one time I just cracked it for the first time and it was just so amazing because all of the older boys in the club that were trying to ride up it for example Alec Briggs riders like that you know it was a big part of their development almost coming from Herne Hill to ride up it and I and I remember the first time I did it it was yeah amazing. I hope you enjoyed this episode Please keep listening and sharing with your friends. See you on the bike.